Well, happy Valentine's Day. In honor of Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday being on the same day, a friend of mine composed a special Valentine Ash Wednesday poem, and I'd like to share it with you now. Roses are red, ashes are black. From dust did you come, and to dust shall go back. I mean, there's nothing more romantic than taking your date to a church service, getting ashes smeared on your head, and telling each other that you are going to die. But in all seriousness, while some are shoving candy down their throats, giving the flower industry a huge boost, and making dinner plans for two, the church is doing something far different. You know, I've always found it ironic that our culture has a special holiday for something that they already celebrate the other 364 days a year. Every day is already Valentine's Day in America. Just ask someone who is single. And the fact that our culture seized on St. Valentine for this romantic holiday is a bit much. Valentinus was a single man who was beheaded for his faith and dedication to Jesus. So, the next time someone asks you if you want to be their Valentine, you may want to consider running away as fast as possible before you get your head chopped off. Now, let me be clear. I think it is great that we have a day for married couples to strengthen their bonds of affection and reconnect with each other. If you are married or on your way to marriage, I hope you have a great night slowing down and reconnecting with the one you love um, after this service is over. But today, today the church proclaims a truth that the culture never will. You and I are going to die. Everything we own will turn to dust, including our bodies. And yes, even our romantic love will pass away and crumble. There are other religions that proclaim that romantic love continues beyond the grave, but Christianity is not one of them. On this ashy Valentine's Day, we're confronted with the reality that romantic love is not forever. On Ash Wednesday, we remember that we are dust, and God remembers that we are dust. So that's the first thing. On Ash Wednesday, we remember that we are dust. When I was a philosophy major in college, many of my classmates were atheists. And uh, we'd often go out to pubs or go out for, for beers or whatever after class. And so we went to one such pub, and uh, my buddy was there, and I was talking with him. And he was a pretty staunch atheist materialist. And he was going on a whole tear against Christianity. And one of the things he said to me, he says, you know, the problem with Christians is that they don't deal with reality. And the reality is that humans are just a bunch of matter, a, a cluster of atoms. And one day those atoms will break apart from each other and form into something else. Humans are no better than dirt. And I happen to know that this friend of mine had a Catholic background. And so I just leaned over at the bar and I whispered in his ear, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. He didn't bring up that argument ever again with me, but... The reality is 
that Christians have always looked death square in the face. We don't shy away from it or pretend that death isn't real. When we have a funeral, we bring the body into the church and place it right here at the front at the altar rail. Now that might seem pretty strange. Why do you bring a dead body into a church for a funeral? Well, one reason we do that is to help family and loved ones say goodbye. And that's important. But the main reason we do it is because it is only when we look death square in the face that we can understand and proclaim the resurrection from the dead. Lent is 40 days to look death in the face, to stare it down so that we can understand and proclaim the resurrection on Easter Sunday. You can't have the resurrection of Easter without the cross of Good Friday. You can't have the feasting of Easter without the fasting of Lent. The crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ stands at the very center of our faith. Death is a real tragedy. Something that was never part of God's intended life for us. But nonetheless, we can face it squarely because it has no hold over us. Jesus has destroyed death by his death. And because of this, death becomes a focal point, a way of refocusing our entire lives, figuring out what's actually important in life. You know, I can always tell when somebody's lost a loved one whether they've grieved well or not. Because people who grieve well, they, they reorient their priorities. They refocus their spiritual life and they renew their commitment to follow Jesus. They start to realize what is really important in life and what is just dust. They see clearly what lasts and what gets blown away. And that's what Jesus is getting at in Matthew 6. Jesus is saying, don't spend your life investing in something that's going to turn to dust. Spend your life investing in an eternal reward. A reward that won't just crumble before your eyes. Jesus invites us into a new way of living. A way of living that is death proof. Jesus says, make an investment in your relationship with God. Pray earnestly. Don't, don't let anybody see you doing it. Pray earnestly to God. And the one who sees in secret will reward you. He'll notice. He'll see. You're not going to get any fame or notoriety. No one's going to see it, so they're not going to think you're super spiritual or the super Christian or anything like that. But your father will see it. Jesus says, you know, when you fast, don't, don't do it to get attention from people. Do it to give attention to God. Jesus says, when you give money, do it secretly. Don't let anyone know. In other words, Jesus says this Lent, don't settle for a reward that turns to dust. Seek an eternal reward that death cannot destroy. You can death-proof your life by making an investment in the eternal. And when we live this way, we are remembering that we are dust. We're acknowledging the reality that we are dust. This brings me to the second truth of Ash Wednesday. God remembers that we are dust. This is really the good news of Ash Wednesday. Remembering that we're dust and 
ruminating on our mortality doesn't feel like good news. But there is good news because God remembers that we are dust. As the psalmist said, as a father cares for his children, so does the Lord care for those who fear him. For he himself knows whereof we are made. He remembers that we are but dust. God remembers that we are dust. This is the good news of Ash Wednesday. Now, why is that good news? Because God is gracious and merciful towards us precisely because he sees how weak, fragile, and dirty we are. He knows us. He was the one who formed us out of the dirt. You know, the the Hebrew word for human is dirt. That's what it is. And in fact, our English word, human, um, that comes from the Latin word hummus, which means dirt, (laughs) right? So even our English language captures this, that we are dirt. You know hummus, the like delicious stuff that looks like brown sludge, but everybody loves? We are the brown sludge that God loves. That's what scripture proclaims. We are his favorite brown sludge. You know, many people, you know, they go through their lives carrying around the heavy weight of disappointment. They, they, are, they carry around their father's disappointment in them or maybe their mother's disappointment in them. Sometimes it's even just their own disappointment in themselves. That they didn't live up to what they thought they could be. Or they, or they didn't accomplish the things they wanted to accomplish. Or, or they didn't get the things they wanted to in this life. Hear this word from the Lord today for you. God is not disappointed in you. He knows what you are made of more than you do. He remembers that you are dust. And he loves you just like the dirty child you are. The English poet Alexander Pope said, Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he will never be disappointed. God is not disappointed or surprised that you are a sinner. You didn't catch him off his guard. And what does a sinner get from God? Love. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus became a human. He became hummus. He became dirt to save us. As Paul writes in our reading from 2 Corinthians For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus bled on the cross to wash us clean of all our sin. What does a parent do with a dirty child? They clean the child. If the child comes to them, they clean the child. When I was in middle school, me and my best friend told each of our parents that we were staying over at each other's house. When in fact, we weren't staying at each other's house at all. We were camping out in the woods with some other friends and smoking cigarettes and drinking a lot of beer. And so we were out there camping in the woods and drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. And of course, you know, we were middle schoolers, so we hadn't really thought this out. So we had no water. And so at some point, you get very thirsty if you've been doing that for several hours. And so we started riding our bikes around town, trying to find a spigot of water to get something to drink. Big surprise, we got picked up by the police for a curfew violation. 
and our parents got a phone call at 3 a.m. to come pick us up. So my mom came, 3 in the morning, picks me up. I get in the car. We get home, and I am just filthy. I've been camping out in the woods. I've been roaming around on the streets. I'm just completely filthy. And my mom says to me, she says, go upstairs, take a shower, put all your dirty clothes in the hamper. We'll have things to talk about tomorrow, but we don't need to talk about them tonight. Go get clean. That's what a parent does. They clean their child. Now, there were real consequences the next morning. I want to be clear. I didn't get off scot-free. There were real consequences. But she washed me and made me clean first. Our sin has real consequences, but God the Father can and does wash us clean when we confess our sins and turn to him. In the annual Cost of Loving Index, compiled by Houston Asset Management, they tallied $26 billion spent last Valentine's Day. But this $26 billion they tallied, it's just a bunch of dust. The real cost of loving was the life of Jesus that he laid down for us. The death he died for his dirty children to be washed clean. This Lent, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Let this reorient your priorities, refocus your spiritual life, and renew your commitment to follow Jesus. But also know that God remembers that you are dust. He has compassion on you. And Jesus alone can make you clean. Amen.